You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business, get more clients, and monetize today, y'all. I am excited because I am talking to my friend from Riverside, and you all know that I use Riverside to record this podcast, and I have been a user of Riverside for three years. So I'm so excited to talk about community because that's what I really feel is important in, especially today, social media, growing a business, building a community is important. Being a part of communities is important. And so I brought my friend Kendall to chat all things community today. Welcome, Kendall, to the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited about this. Yes. So could you tell us a little bit about your background and how did you get started when it comes to community and working at Riverside? Yeah, so it's actually like a little bit of a winding road that I didn't really expect. So my background's actually in uh, in political journalism. So after I graduated college, I went over to Politico for a few years. I was uh, working for Bloomberg News for the 2016 election, and then I moved over to MSNBC. And so my background was really in politics and in television producing, journalism, um, but I actually moved to Tel Aviv uh, five, about five years ago. My wife is Israeli. So when I did that, it was kind of, I needed to make a career switch. You know, you can't really cover American politics from abroad. Uh, you can't really cover politics here when you don't speak the language. So I had to kind of make this shift into a different type of career. And so I started off in marketing, started off in content, which just felt like a natural fit based on the fact that I was writing and I was in journalism Um, But then I actually found uh, that community was something that I was really interested in. It was actually Riverside had contacted me and floated the idea based on some other work that I had done. And I I really hats off to them because it wasn't even something that was on my radar until I had heard about it and thought like, wow, it felt like a real click moment. It was like, this really feels like this is what I should be doing. And so far, that's uh, proven to be to be right. So now I'm community manager, as you said, at Riverside.fm, where a remote recording platform, and it's kind of an end-to-end type of solution. So you can record, edit um, your videos, and pod. A lot of people are using us for podcasts. So, um, but we really do like even video interviews, and it really just opens people up to get studio quality video audio from their home. So. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the background. I love how you said that from your home because mm-hmm. I want you all listening to know that I am in my bedroom. This is my podcast studio. I have really great quality equipment from Amazon. This microphone is from Amazon. These headphones are from Amazon. And you can create a podcast at a price point in investment that doesn't have to be astronomical. And I just want to say that Riverside Mm -hmm. is very affordable. This is great quality. I know you've listened to these episodes, so it is great quality. So I love that. I love hearing other people's backgrounds and how you were able to go from one niche to something much more 
community focused, something much more like from the heart, I believe. Like community is really a center of social media and business. So I want to talk about that. It's something that's so important in the online community. And let's talk about the importance of it and the rise of it and why we really need to focus and pay attention to community. Yeah. So communities actually, you're seeing it kind of come up more and more just within marketing, within social media. Um, And I think that a lot of it has to do with like, it's the right time and we're in the right place. You know, I think even after, especially after COVID and people wanting to find these online communities, but even before that, um, I think that what's really great about community is that you're able to create this kind of trust and loyalty for brands, but create these really genuine connections that actually provide value for users. So what I have said is that we talk a lot about for marketing, it's bringing people in. It's kind of like the customer to the user is what I, what I, what the, what I'd say with this is that it's, we talk about bringing people in to our brands, to our companies, to our businesses, but like what are we doing once they get there? You know, what value besides the product are you providing for people? How are you able to make them feel connected to your products, make them feel like a part of it? But most importantly, and I think this is central to how I have handled community, how are you adding value, making their lives better, not just within your product, but kind of beyond? And so, I mean, community is something that it take, it's it builds over time. You're not going to get a community overnight. But I think that what people, what businesses are kind of understanding is that it's a like a great return on investment if you think about it. Like you are able to create these communities and it it's not like you have to throw a million dollars at something. I always, I, it, it's about just like creating kind of genuine connections. And I always kind of like hearken it back to like the Gatorade pour is an example, I think a really perfect example for me. It's like, you can't tell how much Gatorade, like how many how many people are drinking Gatorade because there's the time at the end of the Super Bowl that they're pouring Gatorade onto the coach. But what it does is it makes Gatorade like a part of sports, a part of a moment, of a culture, of a community. So I think that that's what like people are more and more seeing that that's something that's important. I think that it's kind of when I talk about place, like time and place. I also think that it's almost like a few years ago when we were talking a lot about influencer marketing, and that's of course still important, but it's this idea that people want genuine recommendations. People want genuine advice. I'm, I know I'm more likely if I hear a friend say, oh, I use this product or I love this specific thing. I'm going to listen to that more than an influencer that I'm following. And I think that it's just about finding passionate users that are happy to share and spread that information. And then, yeah, so that's kind of where I fall on uh, on the importance of community and why it's kind of grown in popularity and grown in, in companies recognizing its importance. Absolutely, because it, it is so important. And you you said it, it won't you won't build community in one day. Mm-hmm. You won't build it in two hours. You have to be consistent. I've been on the social media streets since 2009, building the community. I didn't even know I was building a community at the time. I just started something, like you said, that I loved. I started with natural hair. I started sharing my YouTube videos with me doing my hair, sharing different hair products with different 
women online so we can, you know, our curly hair, all the things. And then it turned into this whole natural hair movement, this whole business, me working for a beauty and hair care brand in marketing with no marketing degree. Wow. Then I helped them to build community with influencers and events and all types of things. And then I was able to take that and guess what? Can continue to build my community, start a podcast, start a business and start all these things. So and I brought the community along the whole entire way. I did not leave them out. And so I think that's what's really been powerful about my journey is bringing them along. And so I'm so glad that you said that, that it, it won't happen overnight. It is it is not an overnight success community. With with success, it's, it's the same with community. It's not an overnight type of thing. So I love that. Exactly. And I also like what I catch from that too is that you were just naturally doing this. And I think that that's also the beauty of community, that people are naturally kind of wanting to build communities. And so it all has to be genuine. It all has to come from the right place when you're building community. And I think that you saying that it was just naturally that way. It's it's because you were coming from this place of just wanting to gather people around something, you know? So I, I think that that's really the beauty of community too, is that like it takes effort and it takes like a, a plan, but it also is just about genuinely wanting to connect with people, you know? Yeah, totally. Genuinely wanting to connect with people. And that's all I want to do. This is why I love podcasting because I get to talk to amazing people like you, so many people from around the world. I've interviewed almost a hundred guests on this podcast in the last three years. So this is community. All of you listening are community. Thank you for being a part of the social media decoded community. I appreciate you. Make sure you hit me up on social media especially on Instagram. Y'all know I like to hang out there at Michelle L. Thames and tag me. Let us know what you think about this episode and what you think about community. Is it important to you? Is it important to your business? Now, I want to talk about working at Riverside because, you know, I love Riverside. Shout out to Riverside because they're awesome. But what are you? a few things that you love about Riverside and how can it help entrepreneurs? Like I know how it can help me, but I know there's so many other features that I have may not even tapped into that someone listening may be thinking about, oh, I can use Riverside for that. I know we have features where we can share our screen. We can invite people to the from the audience on. So how, how what are you, what is your favorite thing about working there and wh- how can entrepreneurs use it beneficial? Well, actually, like I'll, I'll start at the end of the question. Um, I think that a lot of the time we think, I mean, you and I, we're, we're on a podcast, we think about it with podcasting, but what I think is also really cool about Riverside is that the use cases that people are using it for. So for example, I spoke, I know that my old employer at Bloomberg, I was speaking with uh, somebody that I am still in touch with that works there, and they were really excited that I joined Riverside because they use it themselves. And not for a podcast, they actually use it when they're doing remote interviews for videos that they're that they're um, producing. So if they need a remote guest, they'll record it on Riverside and it's able to like really seamlessly, the quality of it, tie in with what they're professionally shooting in at like in their studio. So I think that that's a really cool use case. I think that like we have another user that I was talking with that actually does um, interviews with CEOs of companies and the idea that they have to be kind of forward facing now. The CEOs and high and people that are at sea level need to be forward facing, need to be talking with uh, their community, their their company. And so they do these interviews on Riverside and then they create videos out of it for social media or for broadcasting to their company. So there are some great, really cool use cases that even go beyond podcasting. But I think that my, I'd say two favorite things. The 
fa- the favorite part about kind of working at Riverside is that I think to like harken it back to community, that I think that it's really important when you're starting communities within companies that there's like a real buy-in for its necessity, for its importance. And I know that that's something that Riverside is really like strong on, that they really know is important. Um, for example, like I meet with the product team and we, and beyond that, we always talk about what our users asking for. We have like our late, our next features are based off of user requests. So it's all about improving the platform based on exactly what users are looking for. But then it's just Riverside as a whole. I think my real favorite part is the fact that it makes content creation so accessible for so many people that you don't need, as we were saying, the studio, this huge setup in order to just like get your voice out. And I think that um, kind of bringing it back to political journalism and when I went into content, I had originally thought that what I loved about journalism was writing. And then when I went into content, what I realized is what I loved about journalism was hearing stories, like people's stories. So I'm just really passionate about the fact that you're, that Riverside is able to help people get their stories out in an accessible way that we don't, we're not just hearing from these like professionals that are backed up by the, by the bigger companies that are producing these podcasts. It's people are able to just do it from their bedroom, do it from their living room and tell the stories that need to be told, talk to people that need to be spoken with. It's just, I think that that's really kind of like the magic of what I see is Riverside. I love that. I absolutely love that because I am definitely, and I no shame, I am in my room. I have an office inside of my room. I got me a podcast sign, got my ring light. I got my setup. You got to make it work with what you have. And I knew mm-hmm. that I had to get my story out there. I started this podcast during the pandemic. I said, I don't have anything but time. I researched different tools. I came across Riverside. I didn't start out with Riverside, but what I started out with was not working. And I was looking for an all-in-one tool where everything could be easy. The downloading of the videos. I even like how Riverside has that it records the tracks separately so that yes. because sometimes I record with somebody and they go off before it's too late, but that's okay because there's a link that Riverside will send them and say, ah, 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 finish uploading your track to make sure that you have all the audio. So it's so technical, so but it's easy and it's great for quality as well with sound. So I know you hear how amazing this sounds. We don't have any padded walls or anything in here, just the microphone and these headphones. I mean, it's not necessarily loud outside, but I do live by a busy street in the um, in the back of my backyard. So, but you don't even hear that. So, this is this is awesome. I yeah, love it. I love it. Yeah, and you don't need to be this like like I, I I'm not an audio engineer, but I know when something sounds good. I know when I'm listening to a podcast that doesn't sound good. I know when I'm watching a video that looks pixelated. And so, what I really love is that everything's recorded locally, and so it doesn't like you're able to record and get this great audio and video even if you have unreliable internet. And then kind of to bring it back to social media, what I think is great is that it just look like a lot of people are using like something like Zoom or Hangouts, kind of a cloud-based server for recording interviews with people. And then when you see that even on social media on the clips, you're able to you're able to kind of see that it doesn't look so clear. And so when uh, you're able to kind of record on here and create clips natively on the platform, it just it just helps people create quality, like high quality content and get that content out there. So I think that that's always 
super important. And, you know, you can, you're podcasting from your bedroom. It'd be even cooler if you're like, if you have like the pajama bottoms at the, you know what I mean? That was like a very cool thing. I have on thing clothes today. Journalism. I put on, you know, I try, I'm, I'm trying to put on clothes every day so I feel good. So no, I have on a shirt and jeans, but I, I might have on pajamas. I mean, you never know. So you can have on your pajamas. Exactly. That's exactly. totally cool. I remember I in, uh, in during the pandemic with political journalism, there were all these pictures of people kind of doing the news in their in their living rooms, and then like no one knows that they're wearing pajama pants. So, <laughs> yes, we come from a time where we really don't need to go into work, huh? We can really work <laughs> from home in different remote places, and you can use Riverside. Look at that! Exactly. Look at that! Exactly. So oh, this has been such a great episode. You dropped so many amazing gems about community, so many amazing gems about Riverside. And this is my next portion of the podcast, which I absolutely love, is books. And so mm-hmm. I want to know, are there any influential books in your life that have helped you along your journey? And if you would like to share them here with the listeners today or or podcasts, because we're on a podcast. So any podcast that you listen to, too, I like to shout out, shout out other podcasts as well. I was going to, so um, Groundswell is a book that I started reading um, about community and I think like I'm slowly getting through it, but like I've been recommended that by so many people that are talking about community. So um, but beyond that, uh, I've been really trying to get insights from other community members, other community managers, uh, heads of community. So there's a, what was the, what was the name of that? So there's a Masters of Community by David Sphinx. It's um it's actually the podcast isn't running now, but I still listen back to the interviews and uh David has a newsletter that he puts out. Um but actually like where I'm most inspired and I know this is going to sound cliché but it's really true is that I happen to be a community manager of a community of creators. So I think that what really honestly inspires me is seeing their work, seeing what they love to do seeing maybe what's missing, seeing what like, for example, I do a, I do uh, user calls with people in the community. And when I started community, I thought, okay, people want to join communities to network. And then what I slowly realized is that when I talked to people, it was all education, learning. I want to learn more. I want to be better. I want to be better at my craft. So I think that the things that really inspire me are the, are actually the people in the community but then I would say that there are community leaders um, like David Sphinx that that really have been kind of who I'm who I'm listening to. Ben Lang at Notion, just like real community managers who are really kind of killing it at what they're doing. Yes, and you are killing it at what you're doing too. This is only the <laughs> beginning, so stay tuned for more to come with Riverside Community and all the things. I'm so excited to continue to see this brand grow, and I will be a part of it because I'm not a brand hopper. I like to stick with the brands who really focus on the creators, and Riverside has done that. They have definitely um, collabed with me many of times, and I'm so grateful for that. So we will continue that, and I'm so excited to see what is to come next with all these new features and AI and all the things. So it's like mind blowing, y'all. So if you want to start a podcast today, I want to let you know if you're listening, you could do it. All you need is Riverside. You need a hosting platform. You got all the tools with Riverside to edit, to cut it up, to do all the things, and even transcripts. It's even downloads transcripts, y'all. It down, it got AI features. So definitely we want to tap into all these amazing things and you can do it from your house. You can go online today and get a microphone from Amazon. And if you need help, you can always reach out to me. I can give you the 
the tool, the links, the resources and everything you need to get started today. Just like Kindle said, start in your bedroom, start in your garage, wherever you are. All you need is a computer, a ring light if you're doing, you know, video, a, a microphone and some headphones in Riverside and you got mm-hmm. it. Yeah, no, <laughs> agreed. It. Yes. So thank you so much, Kendall. This has been such a great episode. We hope that you got what you needed out of today. Before we head out, Kendall, where can we find you online? And if we want to reach out about community or anything else? Yeah. So first I'll do a shameless plug for our Facebook community. You can find me there. Um, It's Conversation Creators by Riverside.fm. And then as far as my personal channels, you can search on any of them, Kendall Brightman, uh, my B-R-E-I-T-M-A-N. It'll be written for the show. Um, and you can find me Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I love to connect with people, talk to them about what they're doing. And um, if you want, I'm always uh, really happy to just schedule a call and really take it offline. Well, it's still technically online, but you know, a little face-to-face. So yeah, I would love to connect with any of you. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the Social Media Decoded podcast today. And that is all for today. And we will talk to you all in the next one. Peace. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one. 